post-Super Bowl show. From Oaking Buckets Productions, we bring you your weekly ads. Sports, entertainment, and bullshit. We are back. Another week of weekly ads. Giga Tony here. Dylan's here. What's going on, Dylan? Hey, Chiefs still suck. Yes, they do. Man, they I I hate I hate the most. And it's one of the things I wanted to bring up. And I've been purging on this all week. Like I don't why do they still have an underdog mentality? Like you've won you've gone the four AFC championship games in a row, or whatever it is, four or five. You've been the three at Super Bowls out of those, right? You've won two now. And yet you think like the world's against you. No, the world's against you because you're the best team. Like, uh-huh. I, I kind of feel like the Patriots could have had the same demeanor when they played, but I think they just handled it differently. Like, okay, we're the best. We're going to be the best. Yeah. Yeah. For the, I feel like for the Patriots, it was like the expectation of excellence. And like, it was Travis Kelsey who said it like after the game, like, like, what do you think about the underdogs now? And I'm like, you guys were never the fucking underdogs. Like, yes. even if people were saying, like, technically they were picking the Eagles uh, as favorites by, like, a point and a half or whatever the fuck it was, like, you were still just as much in it. It was basically even. It's just people have to pick someone to win. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. I think, like... And because the Eagles had a better defense. Because the Eagles had a better defense. That's why they chose Eagles. Yeah, yeah. If the Chiefs would have had a better defense this season... Because they gave up like the most passing touchdowns, I think, too, of all teams this year or whatever. So it's like if mm-hmm. you didn't have that and made some more sacks, you would have been in the same boat. Because offensively, yeah. again, we talked about last week, they were tied in offensive stats. It's crazy. Um, before we jump more into the Super Bowl stuff, um, some random shit happened. Talked about it last week that the NBA trade deadline didn't end until the next day after we recorded. That night, Kevin Durant got traded to the Suns. Crazy. Now the Nets are stuck with Ben Simmons. Um, they got Mikel Bridges, though, who balled out last night. He had like 45 points the other night, last night, something like that. He's doing good for him. Um, I got traded for KD. I'd be balling out, too. Um, the Nets now are trying to dump Ben Simmons somehow. I think they have to waive him if they're going to do that because the trade deadline's obviously passed. That's funny. Um the MLB is debuting their brand new bases in spring training, the bigger bases that are going to be this season. Um, oh, yeah. And that includes a pitch clock, too, because there will be the pitch clock. Oh, uh, that's crazy. And then uh, just saw this. I was even planning on bringing this up in the show. Um, actually, I, uh, I was listening to you. So I, I've, I've mentioned to you outside, maybe, or maybe someone else. I ran into this, like, New Zealand radio show on Facebook. I was listening to their podcast. They're funny as fuck. But they brought up Jordan Pippen and Jordan Pippen or Jordan Pippen's ex wife uh, dating Michael Jordan's son. And I was like, oh, like I've known about that. But they kind of brought it up. They must have just found out about it. So on Facebook, uh, from page NBA Buzz, they said that uh, rumors are that Larissa Pippen and Marcus Jordan are planning to have a baby. Oh my God. Could that baby be like the best basketball player of all time? What if it's a girl, dude? What well, that is about to be? 
<laughs> about to be the best WNBA player of all time. No, no, she'll be the first girl player who's actually good enough to play in the NBA. <laughs> yeah, she's hooping everybody. She ends up like allowed to play on like a men's college team because she's so good, and then actually just like outshines everybody. She's too she'll good for the WNBA. Like six, she'll be six foot seven. The hands the size of like Kawhi's, and yeah. she just be balling on dudes. <laughs> Kawhi Leonard with titties. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Essentially. Um oh yeah, along with this, they were saying that um Scotty Pippen Jr. and oh I forgot the player's name. But one of the guys that was rumored to have slept with his mom, they both play for the same NBA team now after the trade deadline. Oh my god. Dude, I was cracking I was like, dude, like because if I was even on that team, I'd be giving them both shit. <laughs> like, like, is that your dad? Is that your daddy now? I'm like, sorry, Marcus Jordan's your daddy now. Oh my god, that is, that is too good. Um, we also got Derek Carr got waived. Uh, Vegas saved forty point four million dollars the day before his guaranteed money became guaranteed. Ugh, poor guy. Man, if you would just played like one more week better to survive out. Uh, well, actually, I would say that if the team won games, he probably would have survived out, even if they were still willing to get rid of yeah. him at the end of the year. Yeah. But because he like wasn't too good, they were losing games. They're like, we'll save the money. Um. <clears throat> and yeah, I mean that's that's all I got on catch up news. Yeah, actually, no, I forgot because I we never. Uh, ESPN Saturday posted a Maddie Segrist from Villanova. She put a fifty piece on. Against Seenan Hall. Awesome. Um, but when they posted it, they said, Maddie Seagrass set a new Big East single-game record in UConn women's basketball win against Seenan Hall. Wow, the picture clearly shows Villanova jersey, Villanova background. <laughs> says Villanova on it. Um, obviously, they post about UConn so much that that's their copy and paste for women's basketball. Oh. oh. So, very, and, uh, that's very uh, gender insensitive. On them, because they forget that there's more than one college basketball team. Um, we're going to go into Super Bowl. We're going to play Now to sports. This is the big sports page. We got the Super Bowl. It, uh, surprisingly was a closer, better game than I thought it would be. I thought the Eagles started fast. I wish the Eagles would have been fast the whole game. Um, what was the final score? 38-35? Yeah. Yeah. That was the final yeah. score. I'm sure everybody watched. Like, this is the Super Bowl. It's not like we're talking about, like, NBA Game 5 or Premier League Lacrosse Final. Where is the Super Bowl? Um, they started fast. I do think what killed the Eagles, like, if we, if we go to we, the talk of halves, first half, that Jalen Hurts fumble that got returned. Terrible. How do you like? Uh, someone tried arguing with me that like that was because of the 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 Chiefs defense, and I'm like, no, no the dude no, like, hit it, it out of his own hand. Yeah, it was just like a it was like a butt fumble type play. Yes, that's what it was. Yeah, he tried packing it and ended up just kind of like hitting his own hand and dropping it. Like the the nearest guy was two yards from him still. Like he was yeah. bracing for a tackle. Like it's not because defense didn't scare a running quarterback and 
He did that so many. He's done that his whole career. Like yeah. it's just one of those freak instances where it doesn't work. Just like how Patrick Mahomes bobbled the snap in the AFC Championship game. Um, you know, or Jason Kelsey throws a snap over a quarterback set. Like I mean, it's just any any quarterback messing up, anybody messing up. Period. Mm-hmm. Like it was just one of those freak mess ups, and it unfortunately yeah. cost them big time. Um, but otherwise, I still liked what their offense did. Devontae Smith uh, had like. 58 yards in the first quarter. They're feeding him mm-hmm. a lot. I like that. Um, run game was here or there getting going. Um, yeah, and then what? It finished 28, 20, 28, 14 at half? 20, yeah. I think, yeah. Um, I'm going to find it. Bring it up so we get I, more stats. Um, or was it 21, 14? It might have been 21. No, I think it was twenty eight fourteen. Yeah. Oh, it was twenty oh yeah, it was uh twenty four fourteen. That's what it was. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. yep. yeah, they got that field goal. And that's the thing that made me mad too. So in the first half, they're driving down the field, uh, trying to beat the clock. Fifty two seconds, and they get that bomb to Devontae Smith and he catches it on the side of his helmet. It is supposedly when he goes to the ground, the ball moves, and they take it away from him, uh, which would have been like a 40-yard gain. It would have given him like 50 seconds to work within the red zone. They could have got a touchdown there. Um, instead, they they wait. They said it's incomplete. They had the they kind of ran uh, too many too much. They wasted too much time too because I think they ran a QB sneak right after that, and then lined yeah, up, then incomplete. But AJ Brown just still the best trade probably the last couple years and just get in the ball, run to the middle of the field, juke his guy, and then ran out of bounds, stopping the clock, ultimately giving them a field goal. Um, Really cool, but like really competitive first half where you're like, damn, the Eagles, they have a strong chance right now if they keep playing like this. But like, you got to adjust and whatnot. Um, Then Rihanna came on, halftime show, and then we got to the second half. And that's when the Eagles D just fell apart. Um, I, I don't get, I really don't get how they did not get one sack. Like they couldn't do anything. Well, so if I'm, I'm actually checking my numbers right here because I'm pretty sure there was only, Oh, they, I didn't know my, yeah, I guess there was one actual turnover on the game. True turnover. And then. Which was the fumble that the Chiefs recovered and scored, and there's no picks, so there's one turnover the whole game, and then, yeah, they're saying two sacks on Hurts. The second one was not happened at the end of the game, but I remember the first one. Yeah, this is for the Chiefs defense. Hurts just didn't get get over the line of scrimmage, run to the sideline, the one play, um, which gave the Chiefs the only sack of the game. But yeah, I don't know how they did it. They weren't pressuring enough. No, they weren't. Which I hate because, like, everybody always thinks you got to cover more with Mahomes. Like, no, pressure him more. Like, just like any other quarterback. Like, that's what the Bengals did fucked up on, too, is that they weren't pressuring him. Well, it's like, well, it's like, okay, so you know his leg is is bummed. So it's like, you should say, if Mahomes is going to beat us, he's going to beat us with his legs. That should have been your first, like, defensive strategy. Yeah. And it's like, we're going to rush him, and even if he gets outside of us, he's going to have to beat us on that leg that probably still fucking hurts. Yeah, make him hurt himself. 
running. Yeah. Like, yeah, that was insane to me that, like, just watching it that they weren't blitzing extra guys or doing something, whatever. Um, give it to the Chiefs. They came out second half. But the only thing is two touchdowns. That there's that big punt return. That was a defense. That was just poor tackling. I, which I don't know why six guys, like two guys, had their hands on him. The other six guys did it. Even if you see guys about to tackle a dude, gang tackle the motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Like there's six of you there. All six of you should be on top of that guy because, like, he shouldn't have anywhere to run because you're all grabbing him. Now they yeah. were still away a little bit, but that's because they all slowed up because they saw the other guys trying to make the tackle. Um, that was embarrassing. Um, but the two touchdowns they scored, same play, both guy wide open on both sides. I can't believe that. Yeah, I don't understand what was what was the matter with 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 that. Um, I couldn't figure it out. Yeah, the first one was Slay. They set the guy in motion. It's not even a huge motion. Like he didn't go across the field either. He stopped at the end of the line, and Slay looks over. Doesn't even say eye contact with the guy. And it's telling, like, the other guys, like, hey, dude's coming, but he's not coming. He stopped, and then the dude's just wide mm-hmm. open because he goes with Kelsey. And then on the other side, Maddox did the same shit, but he he ran across the whole formation on the defense and left the guy open. It's like, you guys didn't even follow him with your eyes. Like, what's wrong? Why'd you take your eyes off of him? I, I don't know. I don't know if they were too worried about Mahomes, like, getting out of the pocket and making something happen or they were worried about Kelsey. I really, I really don't know. It's, I was trying to, I was at a Super Bowl party and we were watching it and I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to know what their, what their plan was because whatever they were doing, it wasn't good. Yeah. I think it, I think it was a simple fact of being too, too concerned and then just not, not just staying focused on the game because it was just yeah simple mistakes. I mean, I would say I could like if you know how to throw make a like throw a football because it's not Mahomes that had to make fancy throws to get it to these guys like they were all open that they he simply played catch with them and they caught it and walked into the end zone. Well, yeah, like that's like that's how it's just like that's how wide open they were, which is is you that's inexcusable for a Super Bowl. Um, and then ultimately uh, came down. Eagles had to tie the game because Chiefs took the lead at 35 points. Eagles came back, drove down the field. Great drive. Great drive. Um, ended up getting a touchdown, getting up the two-point conversion. Um, it was Jalen Hurts' third rushing touchdown of the football game. 15 carries, 70 yards, 28 long. Which, set, which did set a new record. Yep. I mean, he had the record in the first half with one passing touchdown and two rushing touchdowns. Yeah, then he, he but improved then upon getting it. A three rushes. That was the that was the record for the Russian Rush touchdowns. touchdowns. Yeah, so so straight up two records. Um, tied the game with a two point conversion. Great play on the two point conversion too. And then the defense just let Patrick Mahomes march down the field. Clocks running. Um, one of the big instances there. I hated like them letting Mahomes get loose. It was bound to happen. Like janky ankle or not, you know? Um, mm-hmm. But this is where this is where shit gets crazy, folks. Is the Eagles got to hold them to a field goal, like for the best chance to tie the game themselves. They get them the third and eight. They keep them on fourth and eight. Well, what happens? All of a sudden, there's a random holding flag. 
cheapest hold I've seen this season, probably. Because he was, he, he touched him. That was a bad call. He didn't grab him. He touched him. Like, he touched the back. Like, he doesn't grab the jersey. There's no jersey grab. Uh, during the game, Greg Olson's like, I don't think that was a hold. And uh, the Fox uh, rules the Fox, analyst. Uh, yeah, the uh, – yeah. He said the same thing. Yeah, yeah. He was like, well, let's just see the beginning of the play because this is in the middle. And then they showed the whole play, and Greg's like, okay, I really didn't see anything there. And then I think the rules analyst said the same thing. Like, yeah, that that's a horrible call. Um, Go ahead if you, you got something. Well, like, even, like, I believe this is the rule. Uh, you can look it up to make sure. But I, I think I've heard them say it throughout multiple games is that you can grab a guy's jersey. That's fine. You can't just, turn him. You just can't stop him. Yeah. You can't stop him from going wherever he wants to go. And him, he may have grabbed a little sliver of the jersey. And even if he did, he definitely didn't stop the receiver. And then on top of that, it's debatable if that ball is even catchable. Well, yeah, it was highly overthrown. There oh. was another, there was another throw by Mahomes when they were marching down the field and it was in the end zone, and he was in the pocket and threw it so far over his receiver's head, there was no way he could have caught it. That should have been intentional grounding, but they did not call that play either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, uh... I don't know if you remember that and if you saw that. No, I think so. I think that was but on the... It was, like, it, it was in the middle of the field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Back in the end zone. Yeah, I, I know it's when you're talking about. It was that throwaway ball that went over everybody's heads. I think that was on first down before that, before that section. Um, but yeah, it was. I mean, it, it wasn't hold. It wasn't interference. He didn't turn him because he got out of his break. He touched yeah. him, but he was still fine. Like he didn't fall down. And again, the ball was completely like uncatchable. But a holding, but it's not interference in that terms. Like a non-catchable ball gets rid of interference, but it wasn't a hold. The corners have done worse. That have been called for holding or done done less to not get called for holding. Like it was mm-hmm. I mean it's just a bang bang play, but like he didn't he didn't turn the guy in any way, especially because he was in his break and he didn't grab the jersey. Like that's my biggest part is like the jersey wasn't grabbed at all. And that's usually where they throw the hold. Either turning the body or grabbing the th- jersey, which he didn't either of. Um Yeah, yeah. He didn't stop the receiver at all by like grabbing him or anything. So, and if that's the main reason why a holding uh, penalty gate's called, he wasn't holding them. Yeah. Or a pass interference call. Yeah. And then, um, and this is the same thing that happened last year. I point that out right away. Last year's Super Bowl, Bengals, Rams, Rams driving, uh, fourth down play. I believe it was a fourth down play. I'd have to go back and check. But Wilson, the linebackers, covering a guy in the middle of the field. Pretty tight coverage. Ball goes to him. They knock it away, or it's overthrown. I can't remember which where the ball ended up with. But then they said he had holding on him, and his was a bit closer to maybe be interpreted. But he also doesn't turn the receiver anyway at all. It's just physical coverage. But that led to the score that the Rams took the lead on, uh, and then gave the Bengals what like thirty seconds in the game or whatever to try score and a touchdown, and that took the Bengals Super Bowl away. So that's two years in a row that a defensive holding gets called at the end of the game where they're not really getting called throughout the game that ultimately yeah, led to a game winning. That's the that's the main issue. If they were like 
calling ticky tack baby ass calls the whole game, then you know they just would have been doing that. But then you do it on the last play where literally the fate of the game is at stake, essentially. Yeah. And then you know it's at stake, and you have a chance to pick it up, and you don't do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, when when people say that like it's rigged, how it's hard not to believe it some of it at least when you have plays like that happen. Yeah. Cause that, uh, cause like either way, the chiefs still would have got a field goal off. So they still would have got a field goal off. They still would have been up yeah. and the Eagles would have had like under two minutes to yeah, be on the field. I think like a minute 20, something like that. I think is what they would add. Yeah. Um, which would have been cool. Would have been yeah. seeing. Um, Here's my thing about it, the situation and people never look at it in these terms, but we're consumers. As a consumer, we want the best product possible. I sat through that whole game, four hours of a game, watching the game, you know, all the commercials, all the hype for two weeks. And I want the best product that I can watch because I love football. When you did play that, when you did that call and you took away the Eagles opportunity to go down the field and score, uh, in the last minute and 20-some seconds, you took – all the people watched, you took away their opportunity to see a, possibly an amazing end of a football game. Mm-hmm. Over, over a penalty that didn't even need to be thrown. Yeah. So that's what pisses me off. And a lot of people were like, oh, it's strategy. Like, oh, him going down at the one-yard line. Like, I, I don't care what anyone says. They should change that. You should – like, if you're purposely going down, you should be – that should be like a safety. In my opinion, you should take away points if they do that. Because oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, as yeah. as a football watcher, I'm like, this dude can't even go for the touchdown, and then let the other team try to score. Like to me, that's like you. People can say that that's a strategy, but to me, that's like in in the realm of competitiveness. That I don't think that's showing your opponent respect. Yeah, that's a that's a tough one. Um, was it early? Was it earlier this year? Yeah, because we've been on the podcast talk about it. That there was the Falcons receiver that scored the touchdown instead of going down, and then ultimately the defense let up the penultimate score to win that game. Um, which mm-hmm. is better watching for everybody than watching Team Milk O'Clock to kick a field goal. But they probably would have won the game guaranteed. But it's it's a situational thing. But I also hate it. I kind of wish he would have just went and got the touchdown because the over was hit anyway on the game. So, uh, it would have ruined people's boards. Well, probably. Thing too, but. I I don't care about what you fucking bet. Like sports are not about betting; it's about enjoying the greatness of the game. Oh yeah, like with Twitter heads. And I had people bad. who I, I, yeah, I had people who I was like watching it with. They're like, "Oh, don't score again! Don't score again!" I'm like, "Shut the fuck up!" Like I'm, I, I'm here to see a good fucking game. I don't care if you're gonna lose two. Uh, I don't care if you're gonna lose a hundred grand. That's on you. Yeah. You should have made a better bet then. You yeah, dumbass. For sure. For sure. You really think these two teams weren't gonna score a bunch of points? That's your dumbass. Oh, fault. I hate when they attack like athletes on Twitter, like the basketball players or something. And they're like, "Oh, you do, you got too many points, or you?" And he's like, "They're like, I don't care what you guys did. We won the game. I don't care if I got 15 points." And I was, "What you guys needed me to get 25? Like we won. That's what matters." Yeah. Um. Yeah, ultimately, like, that definitely ruined the game. Um, Eagles defense ruined the game, too, but, like, that was that was disappointing um, for sure. Uh, 
what do I want to I want to go do something that I think is very interesting. It's probably the the second biggest controversy compared to uh that call was the grass at the stadium. Uh they mentioned throughout the game that when the Chiefs played in Arizona, like week one or two or whatever, um that the grass was bad. Uh which is Arizona does not have sod or whatever. It has fresh grass that actually goes out into the desert. And all that makes is desert grass. Either way, I read going into the game that all the grass was freshly new, regrown for like it came in and got installed like two weeks before the game. Uh, and they've been watering hmm. and stuff. So it was super fresh uh, grass. Uh, it's called Tahoma 31. And it was supposed to be some new grass that would work. And be very good, I guess. I don't know what they want to say. Um, there's a meme that happened after the game that said, uh, Scientist, we invented a new breed of grass. NFL, can you play football on it? Scientist, I won it. It's the slipperiest grass known to man. NFL, how much does it cost? Scientist, 800K. NFL, perfect. We'll test it out during the biggest game possible. Um, <laughs> I believe it might even be a helpful, like a drought-resistant grass too, maybe, but... That's what they said it was called during the game was Tahoma 31 or something like that. And honestly, I feel like this was, I think there's a conspiracy behind this. Uh, the Titans are now going to a turf field, I believe, at Nissan Stadium. It was announced at one point. Um, they were using this turf in their practice facility. And Vrabel and the team has, you know, liked it, enjoyed it, uh, safe, all that. So they're going to put it in at Nissan Stadium. What if, and then there's an article uh, after someone got hurt. It wasn't Mahomes' injury, but it was something with the playoffs on one of the grass fields where someone was saying, like, in their thing, because I know we've talked about it with you and Austin about grass versus turf because we talked, someone else got hurt throughout the year. And they were saying that turf is safer. Like, that's what the NFL is kind of pushing. Um, That there's less injuries with turf. And I think this grass was the NFL's way of trying to get all the teams to get turf. They'd be like, oh, well, you guys use, we use grass and look what happened. I think it's a conspiracy. Well, I, th- I think that, I don't know. It might've been Greg Olson. I'm not sure, but someone like commented that like all the paint on the field could have had something to do with it too. Cause like there was paint and there was giant logos everywhere. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, yeah, paint on even uh, cars racing on street circuits. Like, if there's road paint or something on it and a tire touches it, it actually has less traction than if it was on just pavement. So the same scenario here, paint on grass is slippery. And, yeah, there's, and it probably has some of the biggest logos I've seen in a Super Bowl, um, even in the quarters. It seemed like everywhere they were playing there was a logo that they could step on. Um, but that that would have an effect too. So between the grass and that, um, there was a lot of cleats. They, supposedly the Chiefs sideline wasn't trading a lot of cleats in, but the Eagles were. Jalen Hurts went from a pair of Jordan 11 cleats to a pair of Jordan 1 cleats uh, from the first, second quarter. They had a pile of the cleats actually sitting there on the sideline of guys who switched out. Yeah, so they all went from like half-inch cleats to like three-quarter inch, Yeah, a lot of the guys. So that was kind of interesting. Um, I mean, I don't know if that grass is going to get used anywhere else, but I mean, maybe it will. Maybe it is just a paint issue. Maybe the paint was an issue. Um, 
But I also know uh, Jason Kelsey was eating a Gatorade protein bar during the game. They caught that on the sidelines. Saw a meme of that during the game. I thought it was pretty cool. Um, <laughs> you always got to eat. You got to eat. Got to get. Got to get that energy up. Um. Then I'm sure like the Kelsey Brothers podcast was probably like the most popular episode ever this week. Um. After what happened, and then obviously, like, the mom went up the both. So, like, the storyline still continued with him. Now it's all finally done. Yeah. They got their episode out. They were crying. Um, Did all that. But otherwise, I mean, I think as far as the game goes, besides that penalty, it was a great game. Cool numbers. I mean, I'm looking at stat numbers here. Like, Devontae Smith, seven catches, 100 yards. Would have had another 30 if he would have had that catch. Uh, A.J. Brown, almost 100 yards. 96 with a touchdown. Um, Travis Kelsey had 81-yard touchdown. I mean, good game. I kind of wish the Eagles could have got their run game going a little bit more. Um, oh, yeah, that actually just seeing this gain well. I think it was the final. <clears throat> it might have been the drive. It was one of the drives for the Eagles. I think it was before the one that guy got the touchdown to tie on. That they had the punt on, maybe. There was one where Gainwell had the ball and he was running and he ran right and he kind of, he caught the, or he caught the pass. He was the dump off guy and he like runs and then he did the stop and tried juking the guy like five yards away, losing all momentum and three guys tackled him. Yeah. Instead of just catching it and like run into the pylon because you need the first down. Just keep your momentum, run to the pylon and try again the first, or at least get close since they QB sneaked like seven times in the game. Like, make it a one yard down for your team, but instead it mm-hmm. completely ruined it and they had the punt. And I think that was ridiculous too. Cause I hate when guys do that. Like you're not juking the guys. If if you're going to juke, you got to plant and go the other direction. You can't plant and then like waddle. Yeah. Do, your, do the Andy um, Reid yeah. waddle. Shit. <laughs> um, but yeah, just seeing his name on the stash. Did you did you see did you see how Terry Brad people were calling out Terry Bradshaw because after the game when they were like celebrating, he was like he he said he said to him, Waddle your ass he basically said, Waddle your ass up here. <laughs> I missed I, I I missed that, but that's great. <laughs> people were calling him like fat like fat shaming and shit and he, he's like and then after, and then when he's done with the interview, he's like, We'll get you all the cheeseburgers you can eat. Yeah, yeah, I did catch that part. That part of me laughing. People, people were like, oh, of course, the woke crowd just like, because he was like, get up, come on, big man, get up here, get up here, why are your ass over here? Yeah, yeah, of course, they, they, oh my god, he's fat shaving us. Dude, Andy Reid fan shaves like, himself all Terry the time. Bradshaw, Terry Bradshaw and Andy Reid probably know each other very well, and so there's probably, like, nothing in between it, and it's like, he's he's the one who is first and foremost, he was like, they asked him, what did you do the next day to celebrate? He's like, I went and got a fucking pizza. Yeah. 100%. Like, the dude, we all know the dude eats. Like, he's not shy about it. It's Andy Reid's a great guy. Like, he's great. He's funny. But he eats, and he lets everybody know he eats. Like, and then you're right. They've known each other shit probably 30, 40 years maybe. You know, like, see each other weekly, you know, according to the game set up. Like, Hell, especially playoffs. Like, yeah, they're just yanking mm-hmm. each other's chains. And they just won a Super Bowl. Who cares? Yep. Um, 
Oh, another news too. The Eagles fans were flipping cars before the game. That was cool. That was so Philly. Dug that. <laughs> like I was like, hell yeah! And then, you know what? I bet after the game they were flipping cars too. <laughs> you had a Kansas license plate in that city. I would have watched out. Shit. Or Missouri. I know Kansas City's Missouri, Kansas line, but they might not. If you ran Missouri plate, you were probably safe because you know some people don't know. Um. <laughs> Yeah, that's all, that's that's all my that's really all my thoughts on the game. I don't really have anything else, especially because we're so far away from it now. My rants are like not as solid as they. Well, I mean, people are saying like, like I think there's a strong argument to be made, like, and I know it never happens, but I think Jalen Hurst was definitely the better player out of him and Mahomes. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yep. So, like, if you really want to talk about the MVP of the game. I think you'd have to give it to to him, but, you know, he did get that fumble, and he was on a losing team, so that'll yeah. never happen. Yeah, the fumble but hurt I, it. But it's the records. It's Patrick Mahomes didn't do Patrick Mahomes shit that whole game. Like, I know they kept saying, yeah, oh, no. my God, MVP. Well, actually, they weren't. Brock, Greg Olsen got to say, like, oh, he's an MVP. Like, when he made that run, yes, that was probably, like, the most Patrick Mahomes play he did the whole game. Um, Travis Kelsey was getting open again. Don't know how the fuck he gets besides the one play. The one play the guy fell down. So that's good. That was a great move by Kelsey on the route. Oh. Uh, but every other time, like he was open. Other guys were open. Like none of the throws were like the Patrick Mahomes highlight real throws throws. And then the two touchdowns, the guys were wide open. Two of the touchdowns. Uh-huh. You know, like that's the thing. Like even Travis Kelsey one, he was open because the coverage is that first one they had. But yeah, I can't even like at the end of the day, yeah, Mahomes, uh, twenty four for twenty fifteen finals, uh, Cavs Warriors. They almost gave it to LeBron because his numbers are so good. Um, I think they gave it to. Yeah. Did they give it to Iguodala that first year? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, but like it was between Iggy and LeBron. Like there was like a huge argument for it. Um. The depleted Cavs team that year. Um, but yeah, but yeah, Mahomes ended up. I think that's the thing too. Mahomes ended up winning it. And I was like, all right, like, no, I I thought that was even. I probably even would have gave it to Travis Kelsey or maybe even Pacheco because that dude was running real good. Um, maybe not Pacheco, but I I don't know. I mean, if we really want to get real, give it to their fucking offensive line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True, true. That that's what I was trying to think. I was like, who else did like benefit from? Yeah, Kansas City O line. Honestly, both O lines did because again, Jalen Hurts only got sacked because he ran out of the pocket. I'm yeah. assuming twice and didn't get covered because I don't because he, he said he was sacked for two yards. So the other sack, I think, must <laughs> I don't remember him actually ever getting sacked. So it must have just been another run that went short. Oh, mm-hmm. probably. So yeah, I mean both both those old lines did everything. But yeah, yeah, if you're you have to give it to the winning team, yeah, hell, let's give it to the O line for the Chiefs for not letting the most sack team get a sack, even though they weren't trying to do anything for a sack. Um, carry over from that, Eagles OC got the head coaching job with the Colts. Eagles DC got the head coaching job with the Cardinals. He gets to deal with Kyler Murray this year. Good luck to him. Yep. 
And then uh, I think people were, like, making jokes about him and stuff because they're like, oh, well, he lost. And then people were like, oh, he had the best defense in the league this whole season besides this. Like, yes, maybe he coached it wrong, even though so many teams coach it wrong against Kansas City, but still had the best defense in the league, and it got mm-hmm. him a job. Like, that's all there is to it. Um. I was trying to think if there's something else I had with that. I don't think so. Um, there was a mock draft that came out about quarterbacks, though, getting drafted. And in our group, since you are a Bears fan and friend of the show, sometimes host Austin, is a Colts fan. And it said that the Colts would trade the – get the Bears' number one pick from them and draft uh, Bryce Young. Uh, remind me, currently, who has the number two pick? Is it the Texans? This is the Texans. And they're going to go quarterback. Where, where are the Colts at? Uh, like seventh or something like that. Mm. Maybe more. Yeah, it could I happen. I mean, I don't know. What, I would. Because it, it's got to come with a package. I always. I, I can never remember his name, but the dude from Georgia seems pretty good. Yeah. But I think the Bears can wait on defense. Oh, they have fourth. Like, they have fourth. If, if the Kansas City Chiefs have told us anything, is right now with, with the with the baby ass stuff in the football league right now is we can sacrifice on defense. If we stack our off. <laughs> yeah. 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 So let, let's protect Justin Fields. Let's get him some weapons and then build the defense after that. Yeah. I think So I can agree if, if they can get some good picks or uh, uh, like a trade for like some, you know, some receivers, O linemen, something, I, I think that's probably I mean, I think that'll probably end up happening. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Um yeah, that Austin obviously disagreed and was like, No, we'll have to give up too much and I I know I hear Dylan be like, Give us your picks. Give them all of them. We'll we'll take everything. Um <laughs> It'd be interesting to get in Bryce Young, obviously, uh, which would leave CJ Stroud to go to Houston. Is there pick one two or the cold surprise everybody takes CJ Stroud? Who knows? I I don't know. That could be risky. I think Bryce Young looks better than Stroud, but at the same time, the right coach and right experience, maybe you get surprised. Because uh, both kind of mm-hmm. seem like the same guy, too, a little bit on the field. I'm not – I think yeah. I think Young sometimes sometimes is smarter with the ball with throwaways. He was really good at that last year. This year, not so much in the games mm-hmm. I saw, but Stroud can run and obviously rip it, too, with good receivers. We know that. And then a good running game, which the Colts have with Jonathan Taylor, that could be actually a very good combination. Both quarterbacks, is, especially uh, Young coming to Alabama. But we'll have to see on that. Um, otherwise, uh, Will was it Will Levy? The guy from Kentucky was the next quarterback going seventh. And then uh, they had D'Anthony. Is it D'Anthony Richardson or Anthony Richardson? Uh. Oh my god! But the guy from Florida, and Take a lot of a lot of people do not like him, and I am actually surprised I have him going first round because I do not think he uh, is that good. They have him going to the Panthers. 
Um, mm. Which obviously the Panthers need a quarterback, but like, oh yeah, here, yeah, Anthony Richardson to the Panthers. Will Levis is to Kentucky to the Raiders seventh, and then uh, C.J. Stroud, then Bryce Young. Yeah, that that was kind of crazy because I don't Richardson didn't play that good at all. But um, whatever, if if it happens, it happens. Good good on his part. Just make your money, dude. Just don't don't suck. Hell yeah, don't suck. Um. And then if the Kentucky guy gets drafted, cool. I thought he seemed pretty good, but a lot of people weren't high on him. Um, but that's all I got on sports. I don't think I have anything else. Well, uh, speaking of the Bears, uh, they officially bought the Arlington racetrack. Ooh. 375 acres of prime real estate for a new stadium. So I think that's pretty much put an end to that debate on what they were going to do. Yep. I mean, I think we all kind of knew that they that they weren't going to stay in Chicago. No, you have to. You um, got to take it. So, good on them for getting that. Now, let's get this ground broken and build a new stadium yeah. because <laughs> I, just, I saw a thing that said Justin Fields was like <sighs> he's like, I like playing in Chicago but it is hard getting used to the cold. Yeah. And like I'm, I'm, you know, if I was younger, I would have been like, "Oh, suck it up, pussy." But now I'm like, as a fan, uh, we almost went to a game earlier in the season. The first game, it was that game yeah, where it rained, rain. and they won. And I was like, I don't want to stand in the rain during this game. Yeah, like I've, always, so, I've kind of always been more like, "Oh yeah, I, I totally stand in a rain game." And then it was just like after watching that game, especially when it like rained and it stopped, and I was kind of like, "Oh, maybe we could have went." And then the second half, it downpoured. And it was just like, yes. you know what? I'm, I'm glad we didn't go. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm okay I'm with good. not going. Like, <laughs> you know what? I, I've been through a rain race, and that was fun, especially because like I had tons of beers in me already and all that. But the football game, that one, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. Um, especially like lines to the bathroom stuff. So we were in a rain race. There was no one. There was porta bodies. It was good. It was good. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that that's a tough one. But like, awesome. Hopefully, the stadium looks sick when it comes out. Hopefully, it drops ticket prices a little bit. Um, easy to get to. Uh, traffic flow, particularly leaving the game as well. Um, hopefully, that all gets improved. Wouldn't it be funny if they build it and it's still has shitty traffic? And we're like, how did you guys manage that? Like. <laughs> Don't don't never discredit the the stupidity of uh, government because I mean anything that has to be done is going to have to be the roads being redone or whatever and we'll we'll see but I think it's a good step in the right direction for the Bears at least if nothing else we get a nice new stadium to go to and for sure. chill out in and yep. not Soldier Field in the middle of downtown and risk getting shot at for your <laughs> Get a rob for your lunch money. Something, yeah, yeah. No, that'd be cool. We're definitely gonna go, uh, go go to some preseason because, like, who knows what ticket prices are gonna be. Um, all right, we are gonna go entertainment, entertainment. Super Bowl brought commercials. Super Bowl brought halftime. What do you think of the halftime show? Um. Uh, do you want my hot take or do you want my 
PG take. Um, hot take. <laughs> okay, uh, uh, Chris Brown should have beat her more. <laughs> Because, because that shit, I don't care. That shit was like fucking demonic, man. Like, she she's sitting up there, like fucking smelling her fucking finger. That she, she's I did see that. I did see that part. That I, I did catch that when that happened. I was like, she just smell her fingers. Like, like first she grabbed her ass, and I'm like, like it's like the older I get, the more I, I don't even have kids yet, but I can just imagine like having kids. Like, okay, she grabbed her butt. That's not the worst thing. But then it's like she turns around and she grabs her cooch <laughs> and then she fucking smells it. Dude. Like, what the fuck is this? Dude, I am like, I'm glad someone else caught that. I forgot. I saw that as it happened. It was just like, I was yeah. like, no. I was like, I was like, did she just do that? Okay. See, like, I'm not like, crazy. I was at that party and other people were like, did she just smell her fingers? And I'm <laughs> yeah. like, she probably licked him too. See, that's what I thought she Fuck, did. But either way, great. I was like, I was like, oh, okay. Um, no, I like that was completely uncalled for. Yeah, I uh, musically, like, I didn't realize. Like, I don't, I don't listen to pop music. I've heard a lot of these songs on radios or movies or whatever. I couldn't tell you they were Rihanna songs. Um, dug the music, but yeah, as far as like choreography, dancing, and all that goes, I was. Uh, the guy costumes well, like, that all the dancers had on were fucking weird, though. That that too. It looked like a bunch of fucking sperm cells dancing around her. <laughs> like, what the hell is that? Dude, well, they look like rugs too, like bath mats. Like that's what like the the zip on like hoodie part was, and then it was like a wife beater, and then they were like fluffy pants too. The same material. Like it was all a little weird. She was in red. Um, which yeah, as you said, the satanic, satanic, satanic satanic uh stuff uh <laughs> to it kind of had that vibe but at the same time though like yeah it was a weird costume choice well then as i was watching i was like oh she's got a beer belly and then i was like wait is she pregnant and then the choreography was all like based around her being pregnant i think like instead of having the dancers just uh-huh. dance a more complicated choreography without her they had them all mimic her which i thought was weird because they all kind of were doing like the, they were basically belly dancing because she could only move so much because of being pregnant that I thought a lot of the dancing was kind of awkward when they were all doing it. Because I was like, oh yeah, I could. It was. I, I was like, I could do that shit. Like, my friend's got a big old beer belly. He could dance like that. I called him after. I was like, dude, you could <laughs> dance like that? Because I, I was like, huh, okay. Oh. Uh, Man, it, I mean, it's like, I like, re, I mean, Pop music is pop music. Yep. Some of Rihanna stuff is good. I thought for sure Eminem was going to come out. Mm. I was like, they oh. missed it I was there. Like, Rihanna and Eminem Dude. have done like two or three songs together. Yes. I was like, I was for sure Eminem was going to come out. Nobody came out. Yep. I, was, I was upset by that. I mean, I I thought, okay, Umbrella's coming out. Okay, Jay Z's going to come out. No, no Jay Z. So, uh, it was it was mid at best if you just listen to it. Um. She did seem to be lip syncing, so I mean, she wasn't even really fucking singing. That's yeah, I think I think it was both. I think they they definitely had background. They had a tr- singing track playing, and her mic was at a medium volume at some points because there was one where you you heard it and it looked like she was lip syncing, but then she did start singing again, and it you could hear that a little bit. Uh-huh. But they definitely, 
which they they did it last year too, though I think too with some of the act. Um, maybe not Eminem and well, Dre didn't sing. Dre was just playing music the whole time. But like Eminem, I think did it. But I think was it Missy Elliott last year in that group? Mm. I don't know. I I always feel like yeah, it's, it's always tough, especially with pop music, because they got to layer it so much because there's no actual instruments. Not like when like Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers was playing, or uh, yeah. Because they had Aerosmith the one year too, right? Recently, or am I losing uh, my mind? Maybe I can't. I mean, I can't really remember. Well, that's, uh, yeah, that's because a, most of them had not been that good, in no, my opinion. No. Like, oh, Maroon Five the one year, but they're still basically pop music. Maroon Five, yeah. What? Oh, yeah. So yeah, I mean, the closest thing we've got was like the Red Hot Chili Peppers, but they're pretty like mainstream and i was actually talking with some people about it and it's like the reason why you don't really see rock bands anymore like true rock bands is because they want to appeal to all the people who aren't watching and the people who are football watchers already kind of watch you know or already kind of listen to rock music and you know you're not going to get a lot of audience but if you put someone like rihanna on that's why there was more people who watched the halftime show than who watched the actual super bowl yeah, yeah. I so think, all they're doing is trying to appeal to the, the biggest audience possible. Yeah, that was Bruno Mars who had Red Hot Chili Peppers come in and support. Um, yeah, yeah. So they weren't even scheduled to do it. Fourteen. Yeah. It looks like and then Coldplay, but Coldplay still Coldplay. The Who played in twenty ten. That's like <laughs> yeah. And, you and have to go Bruce back Springsteen over a was nine, and then eight was Tom Petty, Prince, Rolling Stones. Before that, Paul McCartney. So like that group all had instruments that definitely played. Um, everything else has basically been pop music since. Uh, oh yeah, and then Black Eyed Peas when uh, what's her face peed herself. Fergie. Um, yeah. Oh, Fergie, you mean the bitch who fucking butchered the national anthem? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 oh wait, wait. Speaking speaking of anthems. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, did you did you see the first of all the amazing rendition by Chris Stapleton? Probably the second best one ever, next to uh, Whitney Houston. Or you could even say they're tied because his was so good too. But then before that, they had the Black National Anthem. Yeah. And I during that, I was just thinking, man, the NFL sure is racist because they don't have the Asian National Anthem, they don't have the Native American National Anthem, they don't have the Mexican National Anthem, they don't have the Trans National Anthem. I think There's the, a lot of national anthems that they excluded. Yeah, well, I love that it's where they put it too. It's after the Walter Payton Award, but still probably before most people are watching the game. Yeah, so they had um, to put it that's in. Another hot take. Sorry, uh, that's not you said that, and it just made me think of something. Yep, yep. There were people booing Dak Prescott <laughs> when he won the Walter Payton Award. Yeah, the Eagles fans. And, yeah, and I think, you know, that's so classless because whether, whatever your opinion is of him, like, you're, you guys aren't fucking Dallas fans. Some of you might be. Who knows? Uh, but, like, he, he just won an award for, like, humanitarian shit, and you're booing him. Yeah, I thought – I it's, yeah, there's, there's, like, the two ways to look at it because, like, I laughed because it's Eagles fans doing it. But also in the same way, I'm like, he's not – Cowboys Dak Prescott right now, right? Like he's 
yeah. Dak Prescott, who happens to play for the Cowboys, doing stuff uh-huh. and for that award. It wasn't Offensive Player of the Year. Like, yeah, boo him if he won Offensive Player of the Year. But, yeah, right, while the Man of the Year award, Man of the People, good dude. Good dude, just horrible success in the playoffs. But, like, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah I agree with you there. I think it was definitely uh, a... A, a poor time to show your eagle fandom. Oh. It's just sad that people had to resort to that. You know, it's like, can we have some class at any point in our society now, or has all of it completely gone? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, and like you were saying, Chris Stapleton singing national anthem, very good. Uh, Coach Serrani was crying, uh, but people were already memeing it before and saying like, "Man, if he loses, this is gonna be a this could be a rough meme." Um, wow. Man, I mean, you know me. I lo- I love my memes, but can the guy just cry and take in the moment while he while he can? Oh, I do. Yeah, for sure. Because I thought that was great. And he even said it before you know? game. He said, "When they play that song, I'm going to cry. Like it's such a big moment." And then I'm here, and I like Coach Durante. I've said that since the beginning of the season. I think after I watched one of the games, I was like, "I'm on board with him." Like this new this new era of coaches that are being successful with their teams too. I like that. I like new coaches being successful, bringing something to the hell. Even in the middle of the game, uh, with the Devontae Smith catch that got waived, he was uh, the coach. The Chiefs defense walked down to the field to where it was, and they walked back. Like there's a bunch of shit happened on the field, and when they were walking to the previous spot of the ball, you saw Sarani wave his hand, said, "No, come back, come back," and then Jalen Hurts was laughing at him. Yeah, and I was like, dude, I love that. And then even like when they scored a touchdown, mm-hmm. he was like, "Fuck yeah!" and like. Bicep bumped his OC, I think, or one of the guys, one of the coaches. Um, and then you even have, like, they didn't get They had to take the penalty versus because you want to use the timeout. He was just like, what the fuck? He's yelling at his coaches. I love that. Love that. Um, sucks that he had to lose, but, yeah, like, all the, all the entertainment shit that happened was great, though. Like, Chris Ableton, great. Uh, I, I would say this, the fireworks show that they had on top of the stadium. The funny thing is there's a, there's a highway right there. Like it's, it's a whole shopping plaza around that stadium. Um, the Arizona Coyotes, <laughs> old ice arenas there too. Uh, there's a Bass Pro shop. There's a bunch of bars and, uh, outlet mall, bunch of cool shit. There's a highway. If you were driving down the highway at that moment, you just saw a, a free fireworks show. <laughs> Like I was just thinking about that. Hey, if you're stuck, if you're stuck in traffic, what's what, what better can you see? Oh, for sure. Like I don't, I know it's like, is that an eight laner? I think it's either a four laner or an eight laner. I know it's not always super duper busy. It's actually one of the like le- like smaller highways, I believe. But yeah, if you were just cruising by and just saw all the fireworks going off, that's pretty cool. Um, I want to talk about commercials right quick though. One, one in particularly, my favorite, my favorite commercial of the night, Fast and Furious 10 trailer, because it showed Dominic Toretto taking his charger down the goddamn dam. And I, we talked last week where I said, I don't know what they're going to surprise me with. They, I did I never thought I'd see a car driving down a dam. So they got me there. <laughs> like they got me there. Um, quick tangent though. I was listening to this New Zealand radio show podcast and they're interviewing a guy. And this guy, uh, a comedian or something, but he's a podcaster too. He has this podcast, and the idea of their podcast was for a year straight, 
they watched, or for a year straight, so 52 weeks, they watched Grown Ups 2 every week for 52 weeks and made an episode of the podcast about it. And then for their second season, they watched Sex in the City 2 for 52 weeks and watched it. Oh my gosh. And, and then like all these episodes are just like weird takes of that. And I, I need to listen to the guy, but he was saying, so their most current thing they're doing for this season is they're watching the Fast and the Furious movies. They're watching them backwards and they're watching them like they're watching <laughs> Fast and Furious 9 nine times. They're going to watch eight, eight times and they've never seen them. Supposedly oh, they've never seen them. So the guy was like, you know, we're watching Fast and Furious 9 and they're in space. And someone told me in the first one, they're stealing DVD players. He goes, I got to see how we get back to that point. And I about lost it, so that's my <laughs> that's my new thing. I think they have like six or seven episodes of the Fast Nine in ones in, so I'm gonna be listening to those uh, as the weeks go by and catch up on that because I think that is just a glorious journey, and I want to be a part of that. Almost oh, definitely. Um, but my each, each year you go back, each movie you go back, uh, Ludacris's uh, Afro is gonna just get bigger and bigger. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is true because he's got the big one in two and he just yeah. it, it goes small and then he goes to braids at some point and he's got it like then yeah i think he has an even like buzz cut in one of them too so like that actually is a pretty good statement oh man like yeah i so i like i found the episode counts and i was like all right i gotta i gotta watch i gotta listen to to these because this, this is gonna be a blast um Especially the de-evolution, because we've always talked about the evolution on, like, what's next? And I was like, I never really thought about it if you showed someone the ninth movie and watched backwards. You don't do that with movies, but I'm like, damn, that is a that is a weird watch. Um, I mean, it's it's weird because generally with movies, the more they make, the, the less good they get. And I'm curious to see what their take is doing it that way. Yeah, yeah, if they, if they get better. Oh. Like, will your expectations be, like, like heightened when you start with the latest movie and they're going to space and shit? And then when you find out, like, they're stealing, they're, like, just busting drug lords. Yeah, they're doing all this cool shit. And then the first movie, they're literally just driving Civics, customized Civics, stealing stealing DVD players and sound systems. (laughs) Um, Man. Well, that's the thing too. If you even if you watch it normally, how does this movie not increase your expectations? Because it's just it's just always a crazier shit. I still think five, five and six is like the pinnacle of them, but maybe five, six, seven, just that trilogy. Because after Paul Walker died, but. I don't know. I'm I, I'm privy to two because <laughs> the best line and the best line in any movie ever. Ejecto cedo, cuz. Just I fucking laugh every time. Well, then what's the what's the walkaway scene that he says too? There's that part, and then what's the cuz scene with the money? What's the line there when he hold, he pulls the shirt up? Because he says something at the end uh, with cuz too. Man, but yeah, I know what you're talking yeah. about. I, I I don't remember. Um, I'm gonna work on that. Uh, favorite commercial, my favorite. I think is the Pepsi commercial with Ben Stiller because he goes into Zoolander and dumps the Pepsi on himself on his head. And that just cracked me up. 
I thought that was great. I'm I'm a I'm a big fan of Zoolander, and so I would agree with you. Uh, that was funny because I wasn't expecting that. Um, but generally, this probably was the worst year ever for Super Bowl commercials. Um, no, I agree. I agree. I can agree with that. And, and I I really just want to pick the two Jesus commercials because they both threw me for a loop, <laughs> uh, and and they're triggering a lot of people. Yeah. And the same people who, if a Christian was triggered by, uh, let's say, a commercial with uh, the devil in it, and they'd be like, oh, it's just a commercial. If you don't like it, don't watch. Are the same people. I mean, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez was complaining about it and ranting about it, and other people are complaining and ranting about it. And it's just so funny how a commercial literally telling people, you know, one of them was like, don't hate each other or like, you know, you know, and they were showing like pictures of like different sides of like current uh, social issues that's been going on, and it's like you have a problem with that. Like, I think you. I think the problem is you. Then. Yeah, I mean, obviously the commercial, uh, at least the one was just like basically just saying like, "Hey, everybody, stop hating everybody," which I don't think is a bad yeah. thing to say. Um. Oh uh, man, <laughs> terrible those Christians. Yeah. Uh, but then uh. Uh, I did enjoy the only other one that I think was funny and that is the most controversial that doesn't hit actual controversial ter- territory was the Tubi commercial where they turned off the yes. football game and thing because that one for me personally it started playing and I was like oh the game's back on but I was like no it's a commercial like I was like I was like this isn't right like what's happening on the field like I just know like it fell off and then all of a sudden it's changing channels and I'm on regular like cable. I'm not streaming on anything. And I kind of look down and I see my Xbox off. I'm like, oh, this is a goddamn Tubi commercial. You know, this is a commercial. But it did make me hesitate. Like, what the fuck is happening? Um, but all those stories across the board, other podcasts I've listened to, um, not even football podcasts, but they've just talked about the Super Bowl. Like that commercial has caught everyone off guard. Um, and made them like go for controllers, check their shit, turn the channel and turn it back on. Um, I do agree that I'm surprised Fox greenlit that commercial because everybody would have changed the channel to go back to it or did something, you know? Um, I did find the quote. I think that's probably that that or the Christian one are the two most talked about by far. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think they're the only ones really to talk about by far. I just like got a kick out of the Zoolander one. Um, actually real quick. I found the quote at the end of the movie. He goes, Brian, now maybe we can settle down and start a body shop together. Uh, or uh, Roman, how are we d- gonna do that? Your pockets ain't empty, cuz, and we ain't hungry no more either, bro. <laughs> uh, the one liners in that movie are among the best. Oh, for sure. That's just like a ridiculous. This is, the funny thing is, not even a joke, it's just like how it all came out with writing and all that. Which it fits the era, what like two thousand two, two thousand three, like it fits. I think, or one one or two thousand one, two thousand two. I think. Um, another thing I just thought about the commercials is we got our movie trailers, but there were movie trailers that we didn't see. We did not get a Little Mermaid trailer. Uh, but I guess a new trailer did leak, or some preview leaked. With Ursula sort of being shown, and I forgot it was Melissa McCarthy. 
And that just made me like cringe even more knowing that. Like now I can't wait for the trailer to actually reveal that. Cause I think that could be interesting to see. So why couldn't it be a fat black, mad, uh, black mad woman? That would be funny. Mad shit. black woman. Why'd it have to be a, why'd it have to be a white girl? Um, these are all questions that should be asked. Yeah. <laughs> Well, once the trailer actually like comes out, like I bet someone, someone, someone's gonna find something to complain about. Like, not even just like quote unquote the right or conservatives. Like, someone from other sides are gonna complain about something. Yeah. Probably Little Mermaid not being gay is gonna be the biggest one. If that's not already in there, who knows? Um, but we got new Guardians trailer, new Ant Man trailer. Um, real quick touch on that Ant-Man the second or the lowest Marvel movie reviewed ever by critics Ant-Man 3 has it surpassed Eternals yes yeah it, I think it, I believe it has surpassed Eternals oh my and that's well here's the thing here's how you have to look at that in today's climate either that means it's actually a really good movie or that means it's complete trash yeah. there's no in between at this point oh no I think it wait hold on I'm checking Eternals right now with Ant-Man 3 um, it's either right above internals or it's with internals. Um, but no, you're right. Okay, it looks like internals is at 47 and Ant Man's at 50, so it's second. Or no, it's at 48 right now. It's at 48. It's a one percent off difference right now. Um, but oh, audience yeah, score, audience score for Ant Man's 86. percent Um, so yeah, it, it's, it's a tough way to looking at it. Um, I'm actually surprised internals isn't higher, but maybe. A lot more people. Well, that movie actually is kind of blah. Um, there's a line I heard in the movie, though, that someone says, hear me out, socialism is good. I heard that line. That's that, probably one of the reshoots. Yeah. Well, most people think it was added because of the China, because it's the first movie to get released in China in a while for Marvel. <laughs> oh... Oh. Uh, I, I mean, I, I feel kind of bad for, like, Paul Rudd and stuff and the people who are, are in the movie because they actually seem like like they like it. And it, it, I want to see, see the reason why. So now I'm actually more curious about it now for than that, I was before. For that line or the reviews? To see the movie. The, yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. Like, I'm still obviously interested in it, but I probably would just wait till it Disney Pluses or something. Um, and then we also, last thing we'll end on, uh, John Wick 3 runtime released, uh, three hours, three hours of John Wick. A three hour John Wick movie is all I could have asked for in my life. I mean, and then they released like a poster of like a lot of the, um, uh, new cast and everything and like the characters that are going to be involved in it. Oh, did they? And yeah, they did. Um, and one of my favorite actors, um, uh, uh, and now that I'm trying to remember his name, I can't. He's the uh, he's the Japanese guy who's in a lot of different. Oh movies. yeah, yeah, yeah. I see Ken Watanabe. Yeah, or yeah, not uh, Ken. He played he played he played Scorpion, Scorpion. in yeah. uh, the new Mortal Kombat movie. Yep, I'm, I'm on it. I can't think of it. He's in Last Samurai. Um, yeah. Oh my god, it's not getting it to me. But yeah, he's in it. Um, I still love Donnie Yen being in it. I think that's... And he, he, 
here are you here are you yes yes so he's he's fucking cool he has a samurai sword he looks like more of a traditional samurai than like a ninja like like the um like the iron chef guy from the last one uh so we'll see if he's friend or foe they haven't shown that yet i think he's foe because he if you forget if you don't remember he was he was in uh 47 ronin with uh yeah yep so yeah i think he's he's i think he's only and and i'm only gonna go with this because they released a new trailer today that i watched oh um and it shows john wick and maybe others, but mainly it just mainly show John Wick scenes fighting guards that had like armor on, but they had like a samurai face mask on. Oh, so I think this is just, but I think he does fight multiple enemies. Like there's, this is probably the most lore heavy John Wick of the series. I think with how many players are involved. Um. Oh, so at the end of the trailer, I'm looking at the character list right now. Uh, Collider.com has the posters. I see the a black guy with a dog. And the dog is in the trailer. I thought it was one of Halle Berry's characters' dogs. It looks like it's this guy's dog. So that changes that. Um, I was kind of hoping they'd bring Common back. I like the little thing that they had in number two. But he killed and he him. let him survive. Oh, oh, he did? Did he make him survive? I thought he killed him. No, no. Oh, remember, okay, he okay. stabbed him in the chest. Oh, and yeah, like, yeah. And then he just... Yeah. Don't move or you'll bleed out. Bleed out. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Oh, and maybe he will. Maybe he's just not in the post. Or maybe the, maybe the chapter five... Because Chapter 5 is still supposed to happen. Oh, they got the guy who played uh, the sergeant in Starship Troopers. Um, God damn it, what the fuck is his name? He played uh, Raiden. Uh, great movie. To, uh, he's in it. I don't know what he's doing. He's got a bag. Maybe an assassin. Um, Donnie, Donnie Yen, though, playing like he's, he's playing a Star Wars character in John Wick. And I absolutely love that. Cause he's blind. Huh. Like I think that him playing another blind guy with his martial arts, it's almost like they contacted him and was like, "Hey, we really like your Star Wars character. Can you do him like in real life?" How do you feel about being blind again? <laughs> like, because that's just like even when I saw the very first trailer, I was like, "He's playing a blind guy." And he's just like swinging his sword. He's like dodging shit. I'm like, "Yes," because like I still thought his Rogue One character was fantastic. Like. Super cool. So like, and I love that. Like, I I, I kind of love especially the carryover from John Wick three, is all these, mm-hmm. and it's not even like the Expendables where it's all these eighties action stars. These are more recent action stars or people yeah. involved in martial arts culture or modern films too that are just like getting involved with this because they are they're so good choreographers on themselves. It's, it's really cool. It's honestly, not, yeah, it's not just like it's not guys who have stunt performers usually like it's people who do their own stunts and own yeah. fight choreography so like that's super cool so yeah this movie's pumped i'm so glad it comes out next month um gotta go see it in the theaters um, yeah it should be awesome uh probably my most anticipated movie right now yeah lance reddick either that or barbie barbie the barbie movie yeah <laughs> That could be hyped, even though... Wait, were we talking shit about Margaret Robbie the one day? I don't know. I saw a funny meme, though, and it was like, apparently Oppenheimer and the Barbie movie released oh, on yeah. the same day. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, it was like men are going to have to choose. 
Like, which one they want to see more? Yeah, I did see that. What a uh, what a take. Oh, okay. Maybe, oh, shit, I don't know if I want to end on this. The Flash movie trailer played too. I just got reminded about that. I mean, yeah, Michael Keaton being in it is cool, but that's the only way you can sell the movie. Well, yeah, there was a post that I saw that was like, uh, no, uh, just I just saw something that I gotta say. This Costco co-founder once said, "I will kill you to CEO who wanted to hike the price of the dollar fifty hot dog combo." Completely based, yeah. um, complete chat. The. Someone said, like, Michael Keaton, I see that, and I get hyped, then I remember Ezra Miller kidnapped kids. And it's like, yep, that's how you feel about it. The Supergirl, that may have been the Supergirl's female Superman offshoot movie. Again, the DC film projects over the last five years are so confusing to keep straight. Uh, What was maybe going to happen? Because there was talks that this girl might be a female Superman or Supergirl or whatever. She's in it. The Michael Keaton stuff looked cool. The Flash stuff looks cool. I just really wish at the at the end of the day, I still wish they would have just took the guy from the Flash TV show and just made him the Flash in the TV series and stopped, or in the movie and just stopped the TV series too, because that actually has probably wasn't the best amazing show ever, but it was fun. Mm-hmm. And I saw a clip the other day, like that was like watch the show decline and showed like the fight scenes for like the first couple seasons, especially at like the super speed, the speed force. It was super cool. And then like the last couple seasons, they just are like throwing lightning and shit. Like the budget almost got cut or something. And they're not doing like the cool fight scenes anymore. And I'm like, I'm kind of glad I stopped watching mm-hmm. that show, but it made me run rewatch the first couple seasons again. Cause the one fight scenes between him and the reverse flash is so cool. Such a good scene. But, yeah, and then there's talk about the Batgirl movie that got brought back up again because, obviously, Michael Keaton Batman was supposed to be in that, um, et cetera, et cetera. How much, they, they, I bet you they somehow figured out how to use reuse a lot of the, like, um, I uh, mean, like uh, shots. Yeah, I, I still feel like they could just drop the movie on HBO Max and it wouldn't matter. Like, if you already got so far mm-hmm. to complete it, even if it is bad, just just release it. At least, if you're if you're that far done that it was going to be done anyway, you might as well release it and try making something back on it. It it has to do with like pro- like royalties and paying the probably like paying the uh, actors and shit. I would assume. Yeah, probably. Um, then and also saw Ben Affleck Batman in the trailer. I am curious though, like watching this Flashpoint universe wipe everything out. Like I want to. Like I'm very curious how it goes on, but I'll wait till it's on HBO Max. Um, I don't know if you saw this as well, but they also released a. It wasn't during the Super Bowl, but they released the first like image of uh, Joaquin Phoenix and Lady Gaga. Yeah, I saw uh, that. for the new Joker movie. Yeah. Um. Yeah, maybe Batman shows up. I'm excited there. for it. <laughs> I know you. I'm like excited it. for it, but Lady Gaga is a fucking weirdo. So yeah, you know, she's probably a dude in the movie too. What it is. <laughs> <laughs> that's what truly turns him into the Joker. It's like, he has a dick. <laughs> or she comes home one day and she's like, I'm a guy now. And he's like, what? Like, I, I identify as a man. Oh, shit. All right. Well, this is getting too crazy. We're going to head out. 
Thank you all for listening. You made it this far. And uh, we'll see you next week.